Hello, I'm Wayne, and uh, this is my Iron Maiden podcast. Sponsored by OxyRapid Spot Treatments. Quick and easy to use way to attack acne blemishes. I'm doing these podcasts to show the influence that Iron Maiden had on me when I was a boy growing up in Birmingham in the 1980s. I'm going to explore lots of things in their songs, including lyrics and music, and I'll also explore some of the emotions that I went through listening to the music as well. On this show, I'm going to focus on the song Running Free, which was the third song on the debut album. It was also the first single that they released, so that gives me even more scope for discussion. So I hope you enjoy it. I've had some feedback from the last episode where I looked at the song Remember Tomorrow, and um, I'm interested to share that because feedback is useful if you want to grow, and that's true if you know whatever job you're in, you know, whatever your circumstances in life are. So the feedback I had that I will focus on uh, was about Trevor's poem. Now, there's a lot of good comments, and that's that's nice, because I want Trevor to carry on writing poetry and, and helping me out on these podcasts. But there was uh, a few comments about what he said last time. He said that there were no words that rhymed with colours. And there were several people who, who commented on this, uh, maybe academics or you know people who love poetry, and that's nice that those people are listening to the show and giving feedback, because then I and Trevor can learn from it. And they said that words can rhyme with colours. There's a thing called an assonant rhyme, which uh, I had to go and check on, but maybe you don't know this, but actually an assonant rhyme means that the words don't rhyme literally, um, but they just perhaps have similar sounds. So some suggestions that we had were brothers, lovers, robbers. Uh, so thank you for those suggestions. Um, unfortunately, that show's now finished, so I, we can't go back and re-record a poem. But um, I know that Trevor will take those comments on board and uh, maybe he'll improve as a result of them. What's different about Running Free is that it's obviously more commercial than the previous songs that I've spoken about. So, um, as a result, it's a bit more bouncy, a bit boppy, um, it's driven by the bass at the beginning, so it's a very good choice for a single. And actually, it got into the top 40 in the UK charts, which was very good for a heavy metal band, certainly for their first single. And um, yeah, they got on top of the pops, which is also a very good achievement. It showed that heavy metal was a force to be reckoned with. In case you don't know, Top of the Pops was a television programme that was shown in the UK and it was normally on a Thursday night, perhaps on these occasions, and it was half an hour where you could hear a lot of the music that was in the charts. And it wasn't all heavy metal music like Iron Maiden. There was all sorts of different things. And on this show, and it's possible that you can find it on YouTube, but on this show... Uh, they had Iron Maiden sandwiched by Cliff Richards and Kenny Roger. And I think that most people watching might have been quite surprised to see these uh, <laughs> uh, scruffy-looking urchins from the East End. But uh, I think they did a good job performing. Um, what was interesting, though, is most of these big stars would perform by miming um, there was no videos so much in those days. MTV hadn't happened yet. So people came and, and performed by miming their single or maybe some dancers would dance to it. Uh, but Iron Maiden weren't happy with this. They decided that they wanted to play live 
um, which was a very interesting decision because that didn't happen very often. And here's Steve Harris talking about the event and what happened when he had to meet with the BBC producers. Yeah, we rock up. We rock up in all our spandex and uh, you know leather gear. You know what I mean? And uh, the uh, producer there, oh, he wasn't very happy at the time. He, he wasn't happy at all. But yeah, we just turned up with all our equipment ready to go. Um, you know, plugged in, expecting to just perform it like we did at the Ruskin Arms in the you know, late seventies. But uh, what happened was we we got in and they said, no, nah, no, nah, you're going to have to mind, mate. You you, you can't play live. Um, so what what we did, we we sort of had a bit of an argument to be honest. And I said, ah, nah, we want to play live because that's what our fans want. And uh, there's no point in my because we can't do that, we, you know, we, we, we just can't. I said, no, we, we can't do that, can we? We ain't backs fizz or something like that, are we? No, no, we, we're Iron Man, we are, we're heavy metal. We want to show the uh, audience what heavy metal can do. We, we're not this punk nonsense, uh, we, we're just you know shouting about and stuff. This is melodic, you know, it's a, a catchy song, it's as good as anything in the chart. You, know, you can't put us next to Cliff Richard, no, no, it's nonsense, it's a farce, mate. You ain't got a clue. Who are you? You're some producer. You ain't nothing. Who's going to remember you in 40 years? Who's going to do a podcast about you in 40 years? Nobody. No, that's right. No one. They ain't going to talk about you. You're no one. You're just a BBC grey face. Yeah, nothing. That was a reconstruction of what may have happened uh, from Steve Harris's perspective when confronted with the BBC producer when asked to mime on top of the pops. This is the second song in a row with Paul Diano's lyrics on it. It's not as poetic as Remember Tomorrow, which I featured in episode two, but I suppose it doesn't have to be because it was a single, so things have to be a bit more catchy. Uh, so I understand this and I'm all right about it. The first line on the song was, uh, just 16, a pickup truck. Now, because he mentions his age, although it could be anybody's age at this point, we don't know it's about him, uh, I thought he was calling himself a pickup truck because later in the song he, he does actually mention picking up or, or pulling a girl later on at, at a place called the Bottle Top. Uh, now, for a while I thought, oh, I'd like to be a pickup truck because girls never really noticed me when I was at school. But I notice now, um, and maybe, maybe I did think it was a bit suspicious when I was younger, um, I see that actually on Google... It says that a pickup truck is a light-duty truck with an enclosed cab, an open cargo area with low sides and tailgate. I think this is more American because uh, I don't know the, the phrase or didn't know it. And it makes more sense, really, because in the song also he mentions LA, which is short for Los Angeles. Despite using Google, which I like to do to look up references about Iron Maiden that maybe I missed as a child... Uh, despite it, as I say, uh, I can't trace the bottle top as a venue, um, so it's a bit strange. It would have been nice to have travelled over to it and take a selfie, and it, perhaps it could have been a, a place of pilgrimage for, for fans. Uh, it could have closed down, of course, the song's quite old, maybe it doesn't exist, maybe it never did. Uh, but what is interesting is, I can see there's a shop in Ruddington, in Nottinghamshire in the UK, uh, and that's called the Bottle Top, um, but I don't think that's where Paul Diano pulled a girl 40 years ago. As I said, it's a catchy number, and the chorus is simply, I'm running free, yeah, I'm running free. And that's, that, you don't need any more, really, do you? That's, that's quite good. Uh, I like those lyrics. They're, um, it's the sort of thing that we can all relate to. 
whether we're coming out of a relationship maybe, or changing paths in our lives. Or you know, it could be running away from a gang of boys who don't like your mullet, or, or, or sitting naked in a park. This was released again with Bruce on vocals. That's Bruce Dickinson, the second singer. Uh, it was released with him there on the Live After Death album, so he recorded it at a live concert. Um, I don't think Paul Diano will be as bothered about him singing these more generic lyrics um, as he as he would have been about Remember Tomorrow. Um, when I recorded Live After Death onto a cassette so I could hear it on my Walkman, I didn't include Running Free on it because Bruce, he starts messing about basically. He spits the crowd up and then all those on the left of the arena uh, make some noise and then all those on the right make some noise. Uh, it was probably funny if you were there, but not on headphones when you're, when you're listening on a family holiday, sitting in a caravan in the rain. And leaving it out actually meant the rest of the album fitted nicely onto a C9 too. The fact that Running Free was a single means that I can focus on the artwork that was released with it. Um, so yeah, that's you know, the, the sleeve that the record went in. Um, it was the first appearance of Eddie, I suppose. And if you don't know who Eddie is, um, he's the mascot, the creature that you see on the artwork um, pretty much from then till now. Um, yeah, so the artwork for Running Free showed a shadowy figure, which was Eddie, looking down an alley at a man running away. Um, I noticed on the sleeve and other sleeves that the artwork was done by a man called Derek Riggs. And I had an image of him as a boy, as some shadowy figure um, sitting in a corner wearing a pointy hat. But when I saw him for real on the 12 Wasted Years video in 1987, I noticed quite an ordinary looking man, dressed all in blue, propped up in a doorway, laughing at nothing in particular. I was a bit disappointed. Um, I was watching it with my mother, who wasn't really interested in Iron Maiden, and I was trying to get her interested in the band, and there was Derek, and I thought perhaps she might find him attractive, but she just thought he was a bit... Well, she, she called him mental, which was a bit extreme. But um, I suppose... Looking now, maybe you do have to be a bit uh, mental to do art, don't you? Um, you need it for inspiration. Um, yeah, maybe. What's also interesting about the artwork is that it's mainly in the colours black and yellow. And I remember reading uh, about symbolism of colours, and black and yellow symbolises danger, which, um, yeah, with wasps and things, so that that's right, isn't it? Uh, the danger of Eddie in an alleyway. Um, that's what they're trying to portray. and it's, an, uh, it's quite a good sleeve. I think there's a man, the man running away, he, he's got long hair. I, th I think perhaps he's a fan of the band. Maybe he uh, tried to get in a gig without paying and Eddie's chasing him away. Maybe he tried to get in through the toilet window. Right, I'm going to give Trevor a call now, see if he's got any material for me this week. Uh, remember, I did warn him that we'd be covering Running Free. And if he is using Running Free uh, in the poem, the good news is that I know that there are words that rhyme. Hopefully that, that will come out in his poem. Right, so I'm going to give him a ring now. Hi, Wayne, how you doing? Oh, hi, Trev. Uh, it's Wayne. 
Oh, well, yeah, I suppose you know that, don't you? Uh, so, yeah, you know why I'm ringing. Uh, we're covering Running Free this week. Um, you like that song, don't you? Yeah, yeah, great song. The first single, they perform live on top of the pops. Um, the, the, the lyrics are a universal theme that we can all relate to, whether we're coming out of a relationship or sitting naked. Stop! I know we went over the show, but uh, we have already covered this. Um, so, please... What we haven't covered is poetry, so uh, yeah, of course, if you you could perhaps go ahead with that, and uh, hopefully, yeah, you've got something. Uh, it doesn't have to be about the song, as we said, it could be about the theme. So, when you're ready. Okay. Yeah. Here it is. Uh, right. Um, <clears throat> uh, I am running. You are running. My nose is running. A cold is coming. Did you see the uh, assonant rhyme there, Wayne? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, is that it? No, no, it hasn't finished yet. Uh, running free on my handkerchief, the green fluid that gives me grief. Okay, so you you wrote about having a cold. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it, it's all right. Yeah. Yes, it's not bad, is it? Get it? It's not bad. <laughs> uh... As I said, um, it's, it's gone now, it's all right, I've cut him off. Uh, as I said on a previous show, I'm now on Twitter, so you could follow me there, at Wayne Maiden. Uh, let me know any comments or feedback, you know, I like to read that out and learn. Um, I've had some tweets again this week. Uh, I've had a tweet from Hawklord, who says that Running Free is his favourite song on the debut album, so thanks for that. I've also had a tweet from Mr Chuckle um, and he says that he remembers running free, uh, being on top of the pops in 1980. Um, that's interesting. And uh, yeah, I've had quite a few nice comments and, and tweets and I've also had some girls tweet me, so uh, it's always nice to hear girls tweet. I don't think you hear, no, tweets. Um, but yeah, it's all good. I've made some friends, which is nice. Um, I think they're called followers, but they're they're all everyone's yeah. It's all friends, isn't it? Um, so yeah, that that's all good. So yeah, follow me, tweet me, um, find me online. I'm in quite a few places now, and I'm sure people might be commenting in places that I don't know about. So thank you for that, if that's happening. Right, well, the next show will feature Phantom of the Opera, which is the fourth song. That'll be the fourth episode, and we're actually at the end of side A of the first album, so that's exciting. I'm glad we've got this far, so thank you for following and listening and all your support, and I'll leave you with some bits from running through. Bye-bye.